that 88 <laughs> Cadillac lifted on 26s. <laughs> I, just, I just can't get it out. That's the same thing, though, with buying a house. Like, my buddy's like, yeah, man, I got this house. You know, it's part of town where, like, generally speaking, house would support 300 350 right? I'm going to put a new paint. I got this new plush carpeting coming in. I'll spend, like, 40 grand on my home theater system. It's going to be fat. I'm like, you're going to be broke. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's where this is going right now. You are you are over improving a property that you will never get the value back out of. But on the flip side of that, if you buy it right to begin with and you're remodeling it to get with the times, and on, on top of that, you've got budget left over now, right? Because if you bought it really right, you can furnish it with professional furnishings. Listen, I don't care how good of a designer your mom was. No disrespect to mom, okay? But in the end of the day, you want to get good interior design. I, I married into that. Like I, I can't, I couldn't interior design my way out of a paper bag, but my wife's incredible at it, you know? So get some help with that. Design this thing to kill right? And then you could start bringing in an income, 200, 300, 500 bucks a night. You know, you got to buy the right property as always, but think about this for a minute. Cause that's how the article ended. These people are buying houses, using vacation rental money to basically pay them off. Okay. So instead of getting a normal rental rate of $3,000 a month, if you're getting 10 grand a month, okay. And you're really, really responsible. And I wish I could tell you I was, but I was not, okay? But if you took that 10 grand and you invested every dime into paying down the principal on that property, a couple of years later, if you've done it right, you've paid it off. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. It, it, it feels good to be like semi-famous, like even if they're fictional, you know? What, what do you mean fictional? This is a live studio audience. Okay, in that case, let's move on. And that's <laughs> you're hearing on the other side there is my executive producer, Mr. Jonathan Winston. What's going on, baby? Hey, what's going on, everyone? I love that we're back here. I love that we got the opportunity to, you know, give you all some more information. Um, for me, man, I, uh, I went on an incredible hike last, uh, last week. I was okay. up in El Dorado Springs at uh, El Dorado Canyon Park, uh, El Dorado Canyon State Park. Man, Beautiful scenery, like very, very high, very, very high mountains. I'm like at the top of this, like at the top of this precipice in between these trees, like overlooking like a very, very steep, like drop and seeing mountain, man, beautiful. I just, I just was really enjoying being in nature. Oh, man. You know, it's funny because I think you've probably seen more Colorado sites in the past. How long you been here? A year and a half, two Uh, years? Yeah, man, two or three, almost three. That I've seen, like I've been here for like 30. So like, it's funny when you move to a place and you actually take advantage of it. Good for you, man. Like, Hey, Hey, so we are going to talk about vacation rental and wealth building with foreclosures and things of that nature. Got a great article though, before we get into that, talking about the three types of buyers influencing luxury real estate. 
Okay. So the three types, according to Realtor Magazine, this is actually a pretty good article because they talked about the first group were explorers, people looking to move away from the city in search of little hidden gem towns where they can stretch their money further. Hmm, Right. Okay. And one of those hidden gems was and is Castle Rock, Colorado, which is actually, we're doing a flip right now in, in that area. And if you don't don't know, my wife, Laura, and I, we move into our some of our flips as we're working on it. We left another hidden gem market in a Highlands Ranch where we sold a property. You probably heard the, the luxury flipping show with her. Uh, we sold that for just under $1.2 million. We're now in another really nice house in the Castle Rock area. But I would call us that. We're, we're, we're explorers, right? We're checking out these other areas. My kids uh, are with their, their mom most of the time. So they're in a stable school location and it gives me the ability to kind of move around as long as I stay close enough to get to them within about an hour or so I still feel confident that you know dad is close by but we really gotten to try a lot of these emerging markets and it's been fascinating to see markets like from the inside because you always you can see them online and if you're like me you can do a ton of analysis but until you're an explorer you can't fully appreciate uh, how cool it is to try different areas so I, I would call us explorer the next one is the new suburbanites. Mm, okay. Now, this, this is the thing. That they, they, actually, they kind of pinhole me into this one, too. They said they tend to be older than explorers, which I take offense to. <laughs> uh, and between the ages of 39 and 54, um, so, I mean, I, I qualify. I'll be 43 this month, right? And uh, you're, se- you're seasoned, bro. You're not old. You're seasoned. I appreciate that. Well, well done. They said their net worth is higher than the explorers at $5 million to $10 million. Right. And many new suburbanites own more than one home. Okay. So I, I don't qualify in the five to 10 million. So maybe I didn't make the new suburbanites thing, but I do see what they're saying because they're drawn. These are the people who are drawn to luxury homes with big personal space, private backyards, and they need a bedroom for all their kids. You know, they're, they're established, right? They got the T. Te- I got a 17 year old girl, right? And one of my daughters. So it's like she's got to have her own bedroom because her younger sisters who are 13 and 11, that, that ain't going to work out. They can't share. that was cool when they were younger like a full-time sleepover now it's just a recipe for disaster right so we got to keep them separate so that's the new suburbanites and finally the resorters and these are the ones i want to be right of the group when you read this article it'll make sense because this group of buyers is drawn to vacation destinations yeah oh yeah baby because we just want to with the recreation and fresh air and luxury amenities their favorite vacation spot becomes a second home and then eventually converts to a primary residence right and that leads us right into our vrbo discussion because here's the thing about the the all of these buyers of something in common these people who are established are generally in a financial position where either they can fix up a house like they can buy something completely under market and like blow this thing out right or they made it in life because they're savvy enough to never pay retail for anything right these are the guys who cut coupons they know how to trade stock they're generally in a higher financial position okay and if this describes you first of all you you and i gotta talk because i appreciate you being you're you're literally the target demographic for this show because i want to chat with you directly here there's an opportunity knocking that maybe you haven't been aware of hey donnie go ahead you use the term. I, I'm pretty sure I know what it is, but maybe for some of our newer listeners, uh, what is VRBO? 
Oh, thank you. I like that. VRBO is vacation rental by owner. Ah, yes. Known as Airbnb, right? So two big companies who are out there allowing you to do private rentals, like turning your house or sometimes just a room in your house into an income. Okay. So now it is again, story time. Oh, okay. I, I love story time. Do you love story time? Yeah, man. That's how we learn from each other by telling stories, right? That's awesome. So my wife and I, Laura, we, we have a house in Northern Colorado Springs, Colorado. It's in the Northgate area. Okay. And it's basically by all stretches of the imagination of McMansion. That's what my mentor, Mike, would have called a McMansion. So the definition of that is just overly large. This house is like 5,600 square feet or something like that. Six bedrooms, five baths, three car garage. Okay. Courtesy of a messy divorce. I know a lot of people can relate to that. I've got my three daughters extremely part-time. So I'm finding myself and my wife in this 5,000 square foot McMansion going, why, oh, why do we have this much square footage, right? <laughs> so one is you start decking this thing out. So I put in a 125-inch screen. We got two rows of theater seating downstairs. My wife and I are both in the singing. So it's got a karaoke stage built into it. Listen, you got to improvise when you got this much square footage. Right. Right. So we started putting stuff in the property, but we still got six bedrooms, a badass master bedroom, three bedrooms upstairs, started furnishing it out. Laura is an incredible interior designer. So she made this thing a gorgeous home. Like, I mean, like absolutely gorgeous home. So I see this thing about renting out the property and I'm like, you know what? We could list it on the weekends, right? And then when it's rented out on the weekends, we could like go to Mexico or something, right? <laughs> and we'll just, you know, it'll be like, they'll use our house on the weekends. We'll use it during the week. Seemed like a good idea, right? right? Well, it was not just a good idea. It was a great idea. See, this six bedroom house started going for three to $400 a night. And literally out the front door of this property, I can see the Air Force Academy chapel. I'm on a hill so I can see the chapel. I've got the whole view of the Air Force Academy. It's gorgeous. But what happens every year at the Air Force Academy? The Air Force Academy graduation, right? Okay. And it's a huge tourist draw because people from all over the country come out here to see their soldiers graduate and officers from the Air Force Academy. So two weeks of the year, every hotel booked out, every rental car taken, right? Colorado Springs just becomes this cluster for a couple of weeks. Well, we had booked it on the weekends. That was going pretty well. But then Air Force Academy graduation week hit, and we were literally getting offers of $10,000 for one week in this property. And all they had to do was tell me ten grand because I was packing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Mexico, here we go. And we literally, we went to Mexico during graduation week. It was incredible. Well, that opened the door. All that money coming in from one VRBO opened my eyes a little bit. I'm like you know, we don't really need 5,000 square feet. Mm. So we started securing the property and ended up making it a VRBO like full time. And now $300 a night on the weekends turned into $300 a night, like at 70, 80% monthly occupancy, or basically the property was bringing in the neighborhood of eight to $10,000 a month. It was incredible. I'm running things. I'm running things. You know? So we moved to Denver because we were like, you know, if we, we were kind of the catch with this is you really can't stay in Mexico all the time. They start asking about your passport and stuff. And like, are you a citizen? And all these crazy questions start flying. Uh, 
what, so what, we had nerd. to come home and then like we were we had this awesome property but it was rented out so much that we found ourselves homeless so on the weekends we were going to denver instead of mexico because it was closer and then we found a condo in denver and that's how i came to live in downtown denver but that's like the whole story there this is going great i got 10 grand a month coming in from one property i got all these other properties coming in as well right? A rental income just kind of flowing out of my ears for a while. It was a great time. And then my neighbor rats me out to the HOA and says, you're going to love this, that this is illegal, bro. I go, is this impacting you at all? No. Well, I don't know who's over at the house next door. It doesn't matter. It's not, you know, your house. You live next door in your house, like my house. So and then I actually offered to pay him off. I'm like, you know what? I tell you what, I'll give you a piece of the action if you just shut the f up. That, that was that was the that was the discussion. Like, if I was to pay you, say, five hundred to a thousand dollars a month to pretend like I wasn't renting my house out, BRBO, would you be cool with that? No, this is on principle, man. This guy never. He, this guy never even met the principal. He's talking about principles right now. Okay, so I, I like this dude. The question then became whether to let him live or not. Um, I, I opted for yes. Um, I'm not happy about it, but it was a, uh, there's a legal battle. Like he eventually, the HOA sued me because I didn't want to stop, man. It's like 10 grand a month coming, you know? So like they eventually sued me. I had to stop as a VRBO. And today it is a long-term rental. It makes about three to 4,000 a month, which is a far cry from the 10 grand a month I was bringing in. But man, it was a good while it lasted. It wasn't yeah. good. <laughs> you know, so what's the point of this wonderful story? This is the time if you're looking at luxury property, if you're one of those three categories of buyers or better still, if you want to be one of those three categories of buyers, you need to be seriously evaluating the upper end foreclosure market for these deals. Now I can tell you at the time of this recording, the real estate market is kicking butt. Okay. Right now, finding a deal in any category of real estate, much less than a luxury market is not easy. Okay. So I'm not at all telling you can just waltz out there right now and go buy yourself an $800,000 house that's worth $1.4 million. It sounds good, but there's not that many out there, particularly in the Colorado Springs, Colorado, or Denver, Colorado market, which is rating out of control. What I am suggesting though, is that like everything, times are changing. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. One of the things we talk about on the show is the importance of great foreclosure data and helping you to find a great deal on a foreclosure property. But where do you find this data? You're certainly not going to find it on Realtor.com. You can't get it on your local MLS. So we have partnered with data provider Foreclosures.com to get you the latest and greatest in foreclosure listings right there in your local market. These properties are not hit the market in most cases, and when they have been foreclosed, gives you easy access to find out more detail so you can get the best deal on a foreclosure property. Getting started is super easy. Head on out to foreclosuredealscoach.com and click on the link labeled foreclosure list. Enter your zip code for a free seven-day trial of the best foreclosure listing data available in your local market. These properties are not even on the market yet, so you can get a jump on them and get a great deal. Once again, this is Donnie Corm, your foreclosure deals coach. We'll look forward to seeing you there. 
we don't at the time of this we don't know exactly who won the election i think i warned that about that a few episodes back but by the time you hear this we may still not know who won surprise surprise i predicted the future we don't know who won okay i, I have a little bit less hair I, I made a comment about that and i have been gingerly pulling hair out trying to get this thing over with but i'm, I'm not gonna be bald we would all we would all like to end this thing i'm bald you got a problem with bald that's not gonna just don't okay okay i'm sorry my bad my bad <laughs> Yeah, so we don't know who won, but what we do know is no matter who gets in office, times are about to change on us. You know, you can't keep rates low forever. Unemployment is really, really high right now, courtesy of coronavirus. You know what I mean? And although the upper end market is generally not affected by these economic blips, eventually it's like poo rolling downhill. It catches up with you eventually. The economy will at some point see a correction. I didn't say a crisis. I said a correction because what keeps going up can't keep going up for eternity. That's just fact. So if you're an investor out there, you should be evaluating these properties, not on the general consensus of what can I rent it out at? Or if you're a flipper, I always looked at it and go, what can I sell it at? But rather, what can I rent it out nightly for? Right. And that changes the metric entirely, because in the case of this property in Northgate, Glengarry, we call it the Glengarry property should normally rent for about three thousand dollars a month. Right. It's a pretty big house. Nice neighborhood. All that furnished. I got it rented for nearly four thousand a month because we put all those nice furniture in there for the VRBO. And we're doing a a corporate, you know, like a corporate rentals, what they call it. Okay. Okay, The HOA lets me do this as long as they're going to be there for 30 days or more. Right. So I'm not violating any rules, but I'm also not making as much money as I was making when it was a nightly rental. Right. The next step is going back to a nightly rental. Colorado Springs cracked down heavily on the VRBO market. You can't even get a permit in that area. So you've got to find areas that are unaffected or at least don't have the same legal legislation on it. And now if you've got a nice luxury property, it is not uncommon to hop on VRBO right now, find a nice house, you know, a good sized property with views or near a lake or yada, yada, and you can rent that thing $1,000 a night. That's not uncommon. You know, you go to Hawaii or some of the nicer vacation areas, you can be at five, $6,000 a night. I've seen upwards of $20,000 a night, you know? So these people are making bank. And the key is, as always, buying a deal. Because if you can buy the property correctly, do the necessary work to it, instead of buying something at retail that you can't put money into because you'll be overextending yourself. Listen, if you buy a really nice house and then you upgrade it with brand new gold fixtures and a helicopter landing pad, what you've created is an environment where the house now has more money into it than it's worth right? And you're upside down. That's, that's like putting spinners on a 1988 Cadillac, you know, they spinning, but you're not making any money. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and so the, you're you not a fan of dunks, Donnie. You're not a fan of dunks. What are you talking about? Man? We got to get the hydraulics going and deck out the leather, maybe suede, you know, uh, paneling on the top. Never. Okay. All okay. I ever see, all I ever see is like bad investment. Okay. I see it go by and I'm like, man, that 88 Cadillac <laughs> lifted, on 26s, 
<laughs> I, just, I just can't get it out. That's the same thing though. With buying a house, like my buddy's like, yeah, man, I got this house, you know, it's part of town where like, generally speaking house would support 300, 350, right? I'm going to put a new paint. I got this new plush carpeting coming in. I'll spend like 40 grand on my home theater system. It's going to be fat. I'm like, you're going to be broke. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's where this is going right now. You are you are over improving a property that you will never get the value back out of. But on the flip side of that, if you buy it right to begin with and you're remodeling it to get with the times, and on, on top of that, you've got budget left over now, right? Because if you bought it really right, you can furnish it with professional furnishings. Listen, I don't care how good of a designer your mom was. No disrespect to mom, okay? But in the end of the day, you want to get good interior design. I, I married into that. Like I, I can't, I couldn't interior design my way out of a paper bag, but my wife's incredible at it, you know? So get some help with that. Design this thing to kill right? And then you could start bringing in an income, 200, 300, 500 bucks a night. You know, you got to buy the right property as always, but think about this for a minute. Cause that's how the article ended. These people are buying houses, using vacation rental money to basically pay them off. Okay. So instead of getting a normal rental rate of $3,000 a month, if you're getting 10 grand a month, okay. And you're really, really responsible. And I wish I could tell you I was, but I was not, okay? But if you took that 10 grand and you invested every dime into paying down the principal on that property, a couple of years later, if you've done it right, you've paid it off, right? And now you're living in a million dollar property that's paid for that somebody else paid off. And it didn't take you a 30 year mortgage and it didn't take you scraping your pennies together to make the 15 year mortgage. No, if you're playing your cards, right, you bought the property, right. And you manage this business like any other business as a business then you can find yourself paying that property off and moving to a luxury home with no mortgage. Right. That sounds ideal. That's the goal, baby. You know, and, and all of it comes down to vacation rentals are an excellent way to make this happen, but you got to be in the right jurisdiction. You got to know the laws where you're located. And it's kind of like running a mini hotel. You know, it is a lot more work. I'll tell you this, a lot more work than just, uh, you know, renting a property and collecting a rent check every month. That's cool. Right. This is every week or so we had professional cleaning come to the property. This is stuff breaking all the time. This is remember that badass home theater system I put in problems, man. Like every single week, uh, I can't get the karaoke stage to turn on. Like I know it's <laughs> one o'clock in the morning, but we were really hoping to have a karaoke party. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> How about you look it up on the internet, bro? Why are you so calling me? Stop. And actually, I, and it's funny you say that because in the end, I recorded a video on how to use the karaoke setup so they would stop calling me about it. I literally would send them an instructional video, you know, but I, what I'm saying is a whole lot more maintenance. Okay. So this is not for the faint of heart. This is not like a super easy thing to do, but I got to tell you, bringing in 10 grand a month to manage one property beats the hell out of having a job working 40 hours a week. I that right. You know, so at the end of the day, it was a great deal. And I, I believe now is the time to start evaluating these upper end properties because I believe that fractional ownership, okay, people who don't own things but rather control them for a fixed amount of time are going to become very, very modern. What did coronavirus do to the office space systems that were super popular just a year ago? Most people went home, right? 
So now they're working from home. Companies that thought they were going to bring all these people back are going, you know what? This letting them work for home thing ain't so bad after all. I mean, we don't have to maintain a cubicle anymore. Don't have to empty their trash. Don't have to put the sodas in the fridge. Keep them happy anymore. Don't have to utilities. that, That company gym that we had, right? Less disease to be spread, Right. And probably most importantly, increased quality of life for the employees. They're not commuting. They're happier. They're healthier. You know what I mean? So they're reevaluating their entire workforce system. And a lot of people who the working from home was an experiment that we were just trying during coronavirus. It's going to become like a normal thing where this is all they do. When that happens, and I'm not talking about if, when that happens, suddenly the view out your front door becomes variable. Right. What's the only reason why you get a a house near your office? Because you want to reduce your commute. Right. Right. What if there is no commute? Where you can live anywhere. Right. That's right. So what if you want to spend three months in Austin? Right. And then three months in Denver. Okay. And then three months in Detroit. No, I'm just kidding. Nobody goes to Detroit. (laughs) What about Florida, man? I think that was. I thought you were were going to say that. I'm sorry, Detroit. I was just playing. I, I got out of there for a reason. Um, no, like that, seriously, I think the new workforce is going to pick their locale based on the weather, their demands, their needs. I don't know about you guys, but I'm sick of things. Are you are you sick of things yet, Donovan? Like just just owning stuff, man. Does that, man that bug I, you yet? Uh, I got a few more things I want to get. I, I haven't I haven't got to your level yet. I'm really fifty six thousand fifty six hundred square foot house. So sure, I'm not talking about houses. Though. I'm talking about just like the possessions. Like, do you ever feel like your possessions own you? Because sometimes I feel like the things that go in the house. Like it just, I've got all these clothes, right? I've got all these TVs. Have you ever just wanted to go without things? Cause I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting to that point now where right, it's like, right. you know what? I want to be able to pack and be somewhere else inside of four hours. And it's a pretty ideal. Life. Yeah. That's a pretty ideal lifestyle. <laughs> if you think about it. And I think we're heading that direction. And I think, you know, you look at these pot, you, you see the real futuristic shows where they got the glass doors that open with the Right when you walk in and stuff like that, <laughs> okay, okay. like that, that's where that's what you're looking at. They're like in pods, like they're hotel rooms in a way, but you're just kind of frequenting where you need to be at the moment, you know. And that's the lifestyle I want for myself. I think a lot more people are heading that direction. I think possessions are what's slowing us down. So in this VRBO world that I'm proposing, you could have a home in Miami and a home in Denver and a home in Texas and a home wherever you want to be. Right. And if it's not rented out, you're hopping on a plane to go to your other location. I got a buddy who's got like 10 VRBOs are all over the world. Like he's got a place in, in Belgium, one up in Spain. Uh, you know, he, he posts all the time on Facebook, you know, he's at his place in Cancun for the week. I'm like, ah, I'm so jealous right now. I get sick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Um, I think the world is heading that direction. So you want to be looking at these luxury properties because these people who no longer have borders and have a lot of discretionary income as, you know, knowledge workers take the stage. And now, you know, the guy with an Instagram channel is bringing in $200,000 a month. You know, they may just opt to VRBO a month at a time somewhere. And if you're part of the luxury VRBO Airbnb marketplace, if you're buying a house and planning ahead, sure, that payment may be a little bothersome right now, but if you can rent it out part of the time or all the time to cover the payment, 
then I think it's a long-term strategy that if you bought it right to begin with, because you bought a deal could serve you for years to come. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. You know, so I want you to start looking at luxury property entirely differently. I want you to start looking at it like the three types of buyers we mentioned at the opening of the show. Are you an explorer? Right? Are you a move up? Well, what, what, what is your goal in real estate? Because it should not be anymore, while the market is as volatile as it is, a place to live, right? But rather an investment that, if done correctly, could serve you and your family financially for the rest of your life. I'm living proof the VRBO lifestyle is awesome when it's working and real bad if your neighbor rats you out. <laughs> okay. So make sure it's legal because you don't have to deal with that nonsense, but change your perspective. You know, that house that seems unaffordable, start looking at what the nightly rental rate would be on VRBO. Get some comparable rents. There's software out there that you can show you just quick analysis software, what the nightly rental is in that area uh, for a rental. We had one in Blackhawk, Colorado, a little casino town just north and west of Denver. Um, and, you know, it would bring in three, $400 a night. House is worth maybe 500 you know, and we, we, you know, it was sold off, but at the time that was making about six, 7,000 a month, you know, and it, yes, more maintenance, but man, it was awesome. It was a good time. So keep your eye out for that. Listen, that's our time for today. I don't want to belabor the point. I think the vacation rental fractional ownership model is going to take off. I, I really hope you'll take advantage of it. But if you want to get started, as always, join us, the Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders Group. The link to the group will be right here in the show notes. Go to dealhunteracademy.com and register for a breakthrough session. We can discuss how coaching could spitfire your real estate investing career by getting personalized coaching to help you take the first steps that you need to do your first deal. We've got some great shows coming up with students who are in the coaching program and getting incredible results. I can't wait to share that with you. But guys, the time to move as always is right now and wherever you are right now is the place right? The market that you're looking for is right there in your backyard 98% of the time. Rare exception that you won't find a deal right there in your market. They can turn into a VRBO, could be a fix and flip, could be a rental property. They are there. You just got to know how and where to look. And that's what this show is all about, helping you find a deal. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach, reminding you now and always, don't buy a house, buy, buy a deal. deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.